ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the return of World Wrestling Radio Live on ringscoops.com, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, the Webmaster Wayne Noop, and we are back, we are back. This is the World Wrestling Radio that you will remember, this is the World Wrestling Radio that you will never forget, this, my friends, this is live in living color, that's right, World Wrestling Radio Live, just real brief. I like to give a little history lesson about the show, and then we'll jump right into it because I have some interesting things to talk about tonight. I think I got a great lineup of topics to talk about. And of course, we'll also take your calls live on the air right here on World Wrestling Radio. And it's very simple. If you'd like to call into World Wrestling Radio, if you'd like for me to accept your phone call and to bring you on the air so we can talk about professional wrestling because. That's what we are all about, is enjoying professional wrestling, discussing professional wrestling, geeking out about professional wrestling, making new friends, right? We're not about making enemies. No, 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 no. We are not about making enemies, ladies and gentlemen. We want to be friends. If you want to call in, just got to join Discord. The link is in the chat. If it's not there for you guys just tuning in, uh, type in uh, exclamation point call. And the information will be on there. When you join Discord, join the caller waiting room, and then be patient. I will bring people into the World Wrestling Radio uh, chat channel so you can actually talk on the air right here on World Wrestling Radio, and we can discuss professional wrestling. It's very simple. And Discord can be used uh, through the app on the web browser. You can also use it on your phone, your tablet. Who knows? Uh, you might even be able to you know, pull it up on the web browser on the Xbox uh, or PlayStation or whatever device has a web browser. So there you go. It's very interesting. I love it. I love Discord. I love Twitch so much. I have a Twitch hat. That's right. Anyway, brief history lesson on World Wrestling Radio. The very first time that World Wrestling Radio hit the airwaves was back when the website started, February 12th, 2000. Man, back on the GeoCity days, right? I had a couple different free web hosts back in the day. I had GeoCities. I was also on Zoom. It was uh, X-O-O-M, Zoom, which became um, NBCI. They had something called the Media Warehouse, where you, I think you had like 100 megabytes of free space back then, which was unbelievable because like Tripod and GeoCities and Angel Fire and all them, um, they used to give you like 10 megabytes or 15. So when you would sign up to like NBCI or zoom or anything, like you got hundred megabytes, you could use it for anything. Um, actually, no, I, th- I think there was two parts of it. If I remember correctly, I think you had like, you had a hundred megabytes for your website and then you joined the media warehouse that you can connect the two. Then you have another hundred megabytes, you had 200 megabytes. And then 2000, 200 megabytes was, 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 was a lot. Th- those are the days that I come from. Um, but we did World Wrestling Radio. It wasn't called World Wrestling Radio uh, 
back then. It was it was called Rural Life Wrestling for about a year. Then it became Pro Action Wrestling, which a different iteration of Pro Action Wrestling is is around today. My buddy, the DA, shout out to the DA. He's got a very cool wrestling game that people could check out at ProActionWrestling.com. Um, very interactive game. And it's really cool. It's free to play, too. So head on over there if you guys want. No, free plug right there. Um, and then, of course, in 2003, WorldWrestling.net started. That's when we started World Wrestling. We renamed the show World Wrestling Radio. The early years, like I said, we would, we would be on all these free web hosts. We would distribute the show through Napster and LimeWire and all the other peer-to-peer networks. We would distribute that way. We built up a, a thing. We were on Lycos Talk Radio, which became... Um, uh, what was it called? It was, it, it was something else, and then it became FanCast. I think it was called uh, WonderCast or Wonder Horse or something like that. But then it became FanCast. And I used to do the show way back in the day with a guy named Mark Zito, who you probably know now from Sirius XM. Mark Zito does the show This Is Happening, which, by the way, if you see that logo, it's all me, buddy. I did that logo. Sirius XM. I've done some work for them. So, yeah, man, uh, World Wrestling Radio was live every week. We had a toll-free 1-800 number for people to call in, and it was cool. People all over would call in, and we would talk to everybody about wrestling. There were no arguments. There were no fights. There were none of that stuff. Uh, it was just a bunch of people getting together every every week to geek out about our favorite uh, passion, which was professional wrestling. And the beauty of it, like I said, it was live. People were able to call in. It was before, you know, the podcasting boom. Um, I mean, because, hell, we started the show before the iPod was even started. But that ran, that iteration of World Wrestling Radio ran from about 2003 to about 2007, maybe 2008. And we tried to bring it back for a summer in 2013, but it was live, but we, we didn't take calls. It was just the three of us sitting around just talking. It was pretty much a podcast, but live. But now, I love it because we could do this live. We could take calls. We could have the, the interaction with everybody out there. We could do it exactly how the original vision of World Wrestling Radio was that hasn't been seen in over a decade. And the stuff that you see right now, you're watching this, you're listening to this on Twitch, where you have the media player, you have a chat, you can listen, you can watch, you can do all that stuff, right? And it's it, it people take it for uh, for granted nowadays. Back in the day, I had to manually do stuff like what the, the what you see right now on Twitch. I did that manually for World Wrestling Radio years ago. And it was it was a bitch to put it all together because sometimes stuff would happen, technology would change a little bit, coding would change. You'd have to I'd constantly have to just be on top of that. But now it's just it, it it's right here. Hell, I could do this show and even probably take your calls and people tune in just from this, just from a cell phone. I mean, I had a lot of equipment back then, uh, lots of trips to Radio Shack back then. Uh, <laughs> really dating myself there anyway that's the brief history lesson you guys didn't tune into world wrestling radio for all that you tuned into world wrestling radio to uh talk about wrestling to listen about wrestling to discuss professional wrestling and that's exactly what we are going to do and the first topic that i have up to talk about on the program here is wwe 2k20 hey 
2K20, man. <laughs> I was very excited for this game, right? Because like, um, I took a break from a lot of new-gen consoles uh, a few years back. Actually, I shouldn't say that because like, when I did that, I got the Nintendo Switch. That was new-gen console. But um, yeah, uh, when the Switch launched, I got rid of my 3DS collection and my Xbox One collection, and I got the uh, that really huge freaking package at GameStop for the Switch. It was like a, like a close to $700 package where you got like a bunch of games, accessories. You got the Switch. You just got a bunch of stuff, bro. And uh, I did not regret it, still don't regret it to this day. Um, but a year ago or so, uh, especially after the flop of WWE 2K18 on the Switch, which that's a whole other story for a different time, right? Um, I got the itch because 2K19 looked really good. Uh, some of my friends on Twitter were talking about how great of a game it was, especially compared to like when it first started on, on, that, on that, that generation of like 2K15 coming out. And which was a horrible game, 2K15. But 2K19, everybody said this is the game that it should have been. They were definitely heading in the right direction, and I got the itch, man. And then my buddy, DA, he helped me out. Um, Black Friday deal, he pretty much bankrolled for me to get the, the Xbox One, and I paid him back over time. And uh, DA, thank you again for that, bro. And I got WWE 2K19. Got it on sale. It was like 30 bucks. Um, phenomenal game. It's so good that I brought Slam and Jam back. Something that I didn't think that I would ever get into be doing again. CAW shows. So I was excited for 2K20. Right? I mean, everything's going in the right direction. The last time I played a game was like 2K17, and then like 2K18 kind of dipped out of it. 2K19 was phenomenal. It was a great game. 2K20, man. 2K Originals coming out. All this cool stuff. Uh, the the Women's Revolution showcase looked promising. Uh, definitely the bump of the night thing caught my interest, uh, as well as the other originals that are supposed to come out, especially the Southpaw regional wrestling one that just really looked very appealing. It just was really cool looking. And I just, I couldn't wait for the game to come out. Uh, despite what a lot of people were saying, I actually didn't have any problems with the marketing of the game. I thought it was, it was good. Um, I appreciated the, the commercial for it, for what it was from an artistic standpoint, from a filmmaking standpoint, those are really great commercial. So, 2K20, anticipation was through the roof for that. And I pre-ordered it on the Xbox. First time I'd ever pre-ordered a game digitally through the console. Because they said that when you do that, uh, the week before the game comes out, it'll download in the background. So that Monday night at 9 p.m. Pacific, the game will be unlocked and you can play it. Really look forward to that because that means that I didn't have to uh, charge up my power chair. I didn't have to head out at 9 p.m. to GameStop to go get a game. I didn't have to wait until the very next day and wait for it to come around. Uh, be delivered through the mail or FedEx or UPS at like freaking 6 p.m. when everyone else is playing it first thing in the morning. Didn't have to do that. I could watch Monday Night Raw. I can kind of like kick back for an hour and then boom, the game would be ready. And I did a stream as soon as the game came out. And uh, I was, I don't want to say I was disappointed, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it either. I had a lot of plans for what I wanted to do on the, on the, on the launch stream. 
And one of the things that I wanted to do the most was I wanted to start making Slam and Jam from ground up. And for the first time ever, show everybody my process, my thought process on, on how I do that. However, the image uploader was not working for the game. You can upload images into 2K20 through the website. That worked. The website worked. When you go into the image manager in the game, your images showed up. When you clicked download, it said it downloaded, but it never did. So I was like, ah, okay. I thought to myself, all right, well, you know what? Maybe that's just like a, like a, you know, something to do with like the servers of the time or something like that. So I was like, you know what? I'll give it some time. I'll go jump into something else in the game. So I went and I played a 2K tower. I played the Alexa Bliss one. Fun. Uh, the control, it was great because playing that tower allowed for me to um, adapt to the new control system. And the new controls um, are, are kind of interesting. There's like one major change that's a reversal. The reversal, like on the when I talk about the buttons, I'm referring to the Xbox One version. So. Uh, y, the Y button now is the reversal instead of the the, uh, the right trigger. So that took a little bit to get used to, but I got used to it really fast. Uh, for a signature or a finishing move, you have to hit A and X at the uh, exact same time, which, again, didn't take long for me to adjust to that. Uh, it felt natural after a while. I was like, nah, it's not bad. What, what got me, though was uh, where they kind of switched some of the uh, the other things, the, the the left button and the right button mechanics of, of the game. Um, whereas when you go in and you pick up an object, you hit the, the left button, right? And usually, like, you pick up the ladder or a table, and you press that button again to set up the table or the ladder. Well, that's been moved over to the right button now. It took me a while to figure that out. I was getting frustrated. I was like, how the hell do you set that up? Actually, no, wait, hold on. It's not that you hit, you press A to set it up. See, I'm getting confused already again. It's A to set it up. Uh, the right button is to get out of the ring and to get back into the ring now. Whereas it used to be the left button. So that's where I got those mixed up. But yeah, that's how that is. Um, yeah, right and left button for objects and getting in and out of the ring is kind of different. Uh, the reversal is, is, is very much different. The, the way the submissions are, are, are a lot different now too. Before, like if you would like press a, you did like a grapple or you would do like a grapple move or something like that. Right. And then if you held a, you would go into a submission depending on what direction your left directional pad was, or I mean the uh, left joystick. Well, now uh, submission is um, you have to uh, pull the left trigger and then do A. If you just do regular A, you still do the grapple and all that kind of stuff. But then there's also the leverage pin, um, which changed as well. Because before, would, to do that, you would flick up the right joystick. And you could do like a small package roll-up. You can do a victory roll. You can do all that kind of stuff. What's changed on that, and it took me took me all night to figure this out. And I'm very glad that I finally figured it out. And, and it's actually easier to hit now, too, after some practice. You have to hold the right trigger and press A. <laughs> right? Who would have thought that? I mean, because before you just you flick up the, the right joystick. And every once in a while, I would do it on accident. I'd accidentally flick that. And I would do that. And I didn't want to do it. Um, especially when I'm recording stuff like Slam and Jam. And I, I have a you know very target 
uh, list of things that I want to accomplish when I'm recording a match because I, I'm not record I'm not doing the matches, um, you know, just to have fun with the game or anything at that point when I'm recording them, I'm doing it because I have to think about other people are going to be watching this match. I'm trying to entertain people. I'm trying to throw psychology into the match. I'm doing two controllers so I can play as both people so I can actually put an entertaining, logical match together. And sometimes I'd accidentally hit that. I don't have that problem anymore now because I hold the left, I hold the right trigger and I press a, that's how you do the leverage pins. And it's easy. While you're doing a pin, if you uh, press D-pad up or down, it does the uh, the animation that the other person is kicking out as opposed to if you hit the left button and then you pick the per- the person's head up. I learned that uh, a while back in a comment on NoDQCAW. Somebody uh, added that. That's still in the game. That's cool, too. But those are the major differences on, on, the, um, on the controls for the game. And uh, it didn't take me long to adjust them. By the end of the night, I see I started playing at 9 p.m. I think I finished the stream about 1 a.m. By then, I was very comfortable with the controls. And every, every ever since Monday night, uh, anytime I play the game, um, maybe once or twice during a match, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's the new control. Didn't take long to, to learn the new controls. I've seen a lot of people just completely just destroy the new control scheme. I don't understand why. It's not like every single thing is different. Just slight differences. And it, at least for me and my own experience, it didn't take that long to adjust to these new controls. Um, and I think if, if people would just go into it with an open mind... The new controls aren't going to be so bad. If you want to, if you want to be on the, on 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 the show, if you want to call in to talk about two K twenty in a minute here, um, you know, just go ahead and join Discord. If uh, type in the chat uh, exclamation point call, get the command for that. It'll give you the link to Discord, and you can join the Discord, and uh, you can go into the caller waiting room. Be patient, and then I'll bring you in onto the air and we can discuss 2k20 if you have any thoughts on that um and i'll take your calls in a little bit anybody that's in in the call what else with the game 2k20 um my career mode the my player thing i i, I tried that out and i thought that that was a very interesting mode i never really messed with it last year with because as soon as i got uh 2k19 i just jump right into doing slam and jam stuff for <laughs> the best part of the year since I've had the game. And uh, that's something that I used to always do with the video games. As soon as I would get them, I would just jump boom, head first right into what can I do with this game with slam and jam. And that's what I did with this last game. So that's all on me. It's not because the game sucked or anything like that, or because I didn't have interest in it. It was just other things that I wanted to accomplish with the game. So when 2K20 came out, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm actually going to play these modes, especially since the image uploader is not working. I really can't do anything in the the creation suite that I want to do. Um, If I did stuff in the creation suite, it would be extremely basic stuff. But um, so I went into my player mode. And when you go in there, you create a male character and you create a female character. And the story 
pretty much is it's the night of the Hall of Fame where the both of them are going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame and they're reminiscing about their career. And they talk to other people like X Pac and Natalia and stuff like that along the way and they share stories and you jump into this when they're talking about a story, then you jump into that and you play out that part of of the history of their Hall of Fame career. And it's so detailed. You start off, you know, right out of high school. You're actually you're in a high school gym is one of the first things you do, and and you, and you have a, a an incident with a a school bully, and that's where you get the nicknames Red and Trey, because the dude slipped on a tray, and the chick is red because of her temper and whatnot, and it's just a really cool story, it really is. It's uh it's something a little different. I don't want to give too much away. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm not going to buy the game. I'm just going to just, you know, I don't care. So, But I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that doesn't have the game that's actually looking forward to I don't want to ruin it. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to defend the game. There's a lot of faults with this game, man. This game is very buggy. But at the same time, I'm not going to go out of my way to try to ruin it for somebody that's kind of hopeful for the game. Because to me, that's just not fair. But I'm not going to try to like say that the game is perfect or anything. It's far from perfect. There's a lot of hiccups in this game. A lot. And I normally don't like see these when I play the games and people are talking about it. I'm like, wow, I don't know. I've never experienced it before. But boy, am I experiencing a crap ton of bugs and glitches in WWE 2K20. Jesus Christ, man. I went into a, a Extreme Rules match and the dudes go into the back and Vince McMahon and Stephanie are floating in the air, and it looks like Stephanie's giving Vince McMahon a hand job in the air. And the camera doesn't even move. I'm I'm stuck. It's stationary. It's just stuck right there. And I can't even move around. I can't exit that area. Um, and because it's extreme rules, it can't knock the dude out and end the match. I finally had to pull the menu up and, and end the actual match through that way. And if I tried to restart the match, it would restart it in the back with the same glitch. Yeah, that was frustrating. The uh, the image uploader thing, that was very frustrating as well. Um, when you're editing some of your CAW parts, it gets a little frustrating with that as well because um, when you edit one part, you get it the way you want. You go to another part. And like, an example, I, I, I changed in my player mode for my, my female character. I changed uh, her attire for her top. So I started working on, like, the elbow pads and the wrist pads and all that stuff. And by the time I was done with that, everything in the torso had reverted back to the original. So I went back, I changed that, and then the stuff that I had just changed with the elbow pads and stuff went back to the original as well. That got very frustrating to the point where I was like, well, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to change one part, go for it. And then the next day I jumped back in, I changed the other parts, and now it looks the way I want. But shouldn't have to do that with the game. It should all be changed at once. I personally haven't seen or jumped into any of the uh, the glitches. I haven't experienced any of the glitches with like the hair moving around and the skeleton face. But I've seen people's videos about them, so I'm not I'm not trying to say that it doesn't happen. It's video proof out there. This shit happens. Um, I watched the the new legacy uh, glitch video that they put out, and boy, do those guys really know how to uh, put on a very entertaining video. Um, that was the the editing on that was was beautiful. New Legacy and Johnny, man, big shout out to you guys. Uh, th- these guys always always put out beautiful streams, put out beautiful content. Just, I love those guys. Uh, check out their video. 
uh, on YouTube. It's the the glitch video. It's it's been picked up by a lot of media outlets out there. It really has gone viral. It's it's good stuff. But you know, I was wanting to play um, the two K showcase mode um, before the show tonight. However, I made I made the decision uh, to go to the movie theater earlier today instead of playing the game a little more, which was a decision I definitely do not regret. Absolutely love going to the movie theater, especially now that I have the Regal Unlimited, and my girlfriend just got it too. So I hit her up today, and I was like, hey, you want to go to the movies? She's like, all right. So we went and saw the new Rambo movie. Great movie too, by the way. Been out a while. I know it's not new, new, but... Is new in the terms that it was just released this year. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, definitely recommend that. So I didn't have an opportunity yet to jump into the, the 2K showcase, which is about the women's revolution. Oh, by the way, in, in my career mode, um, the characters that I made, the male, I named him Cole Stone, and I named the female Mandy S'more. I wanted to go with like you know, a little bit of humor with some puns. Uh, you know, about, about candy and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, Mandy Schmore and Cole Stone are the, are my characters for my player mode. Uh, I saw some people talk about that there's a lot of bugs in universe mode. Where, like, it doesn't save your roster or something like that. Uh, I haven't jumped into it because I can't use custom images yet. Nobody can. So, because of that image thing, I tried. I tried, man. I tried to jump in and do some creation suite stuff. I just couldn't do it. There's so many things that I, I wanted to do on the stream. Just wasn't wasn't in the cards, man. And I apologize for that. I mean, I shouldn't have to. It wasn't my fault. It's 2K's fault. But hopefully soon they get that fixed. We can upload. I mean, if, if the image uploader was working, um, in my opinion, the game, I don't think, would have gotten as much shit as it has. I mean, not to say that it you know, wouldn't have gotten shit. I mean, there's a lot of fucked up things with the game. Holy crap, man. Uh, it's, it, it is. It's, it's, I don't want to say that the game is unplayable. A lot of people go out to the extreme to say it's unplayable. No, it's playable. Is it broken? Yeah, there's a lot of broken parts of it. <laughs> it's a lot of broken parts of it. Is it worth 60 bucks at this current time? No. Uh, if you have not got the game, you want to get the game, definitely wait for the patches to come out. Wait for the smoke to clear. Just wait. Do not spend your money on this game just yet. Wait until Black Friday, because hopefully patches will be out by then, and you'll also be able to get the game for half price. Um, that's if... That's if you are in the market to get the game. I know there's going to be somebody out there going to be like, I'm not going to get the game no matter what. Fuck them. 2K don't deserve my money. And that's fine, man. You don't have to spend your money on that. But there are people out there that do want to get the game. And like I said at the beginning, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. I'm not trying to ruin it for anybody. I'm letting you know about the experiences that I had, my thoughts on it. And the stuff that I did with the game, it's pl it's very playable. My story mode, my career mode, my, my player, whatever the hell you call it. It's like three different names of the same shit. Uh, it's playable for me. I've been able to play through it without any major problems that stops me from playing the damn game. The controls 
easy to learn, easy to get to by the end of the night. Like I said, I was very comfortable with the new control scheme. Um, I, I feel like I can, if I did the two controllers to do like a, a, a simulation match where I tried to put on, and I was playing with both competitors, I could, I, I'm confident that I could put on a very, very good match between the two with the new control schemes already now. But yeah, uh, maybe later on tonight after the show, uh, maybe I'll jump into 2K uh, Showcase. Actually, no, you know what? When I jump into that for the first time, I want to stream that on the air. So maybe I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do the 2K show, uh, 2K Showcase on uh, on the air on Twitch tomorrow. I'll do like a long stream for that. So, that's WWE 2K20 in a nutshell. Um, yeah. Kind of wish that I, I <laughs> kind of wish that I didn't pre-order it. Um, and that I would have just waited until everything was, was out. And I know, I know there's going to be somebody out there and be like, man, you should have done that already, man. You spend your money, it's a waste of money. I spend my money how I want. I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. Oh, what else? You know, I, I wanted to talk about AEW so far, right? On my notes, I talked about the production, talked about the commentary, the whole presentation, who I think some of the stars are. I want to talk about uh, full gear, and we will. But I want to address something else first. I've gotten, uh, I've gotten quite the feedback about this um let me refresh hold on a minute so okay so the ratings came out for yesterday's aew and yesterday's nxt right and so i'm reading this report and it's it's on nodq.com my buddy aaron posted it let me i'm just going to read the article okay here's the article again this is on nodq.com this is not mine This is what Aaron Riff posted today. For the fourth week of the Wednesday Night War, AEW won the battle with 963,000 viewers with a .45 in the 18 to 49 demographic against NXT, which drew 698,000, so .21 in the 18 to 49 demographic. Both shows had competition from the World Series and NBA. Last week, AEW won the battle with 1.014 million viewers. NXT drew 712,000 viewers. Both shows saw a slight decline in viewership, viewership from last week. Two weeks ago, AEW won the battle with 1.018 million viewers versus the 790,000 viewers for NXT. AEW, which aired on True TV, which also aired on True TV due to a potential baseball interruption on TNT, drew 122,000 viewers, which would give AEW a total of 1.14 million viewers between the two networks. Three weeks ago, AEW premiered with... 1.4 million viewers up against NXT on the USA Network, which drew 891,000 viewers. And the last sentence in the report says, NXT has seen a decline in viewership every week since the September 18th premiere on the USA Network. 
that's the report on no DQ. It has given you the ratings for both shows for the past four weeks. AEW premiered with 1.4 million viewers. That night, NXT had 891,000 viewers. So from from that night going, those are the starting numbers, right? I'm with it. I'm with this report. Up until this last sentence, NXT has seen a decline in viewership every week since the September 18th premiere on the USA Network. Is that sentence factual? Well, let's go back. They don't show the ratings for September 18th, but I do know it was over a million. So let's go back to the first ratings that they show, which was October 2nd. That's 891,000. This week, they got 698,000. So based off of that, NXT has seen a decline of viewership every week on the USA Network. Is it a factual statement? Yes, it is. Okay, I'm still with you. I'm still with this report on that. So where's the problem, right? Where's the sentence or inclusion into that sentence that states that AEW has also seen a decline in viewership every week? Where is that? It's nowhere to be seen. If I were to make the statement, if I took that sentence and I added AEW instead of NXT and changed USA to TNT, let me read that to you. AEW has seen a decline of viewership every week since the premiere on TNT. Would that be a factual statement? Let's do the math. AEW premiered with 1.4 million viewers. This week's AEW got 963,000 viewers. So that would be a factual statement. However, that statement has not been in this report. So my issue with this is that it's not a fair report. You have commentary at the end of this report that leans towards one side, that has a bias towards one side. That being the AEW side. Now, before anybody out there gets their panties in the twist and says, "Oh, Wade, you just you don't like AEW. You're gonna you're gonna try to do what you can. You're a fanboy for the WWE. You can do whatever you can to try to tarnish AEW." Where have I ever said that I don't like AEW? Where have I said that I do not like AEW? I've not said that. I watch both shows. I watch NXT and I watch AEW. I am entertained by both shows. I watch both shows. I'm not into this whole, well, I like one more than I like the other, so I'm just not even going to watch the other. Which is fine if somebody wants to do that, but I don't do that. If there's something that somebody likes... I'm not going to go out of my way to try to destroy that for that other person. I'm not going to say, oh, that sucks because I don't watch it. It sucks. That's what people do. I don't know where that toxicity came from. I have no idea where that came from. But in this report, 
it states that there's a decline in viewership every week from NXT, but it fails to say directly. Because in the comments on here, there's somebody that's going around being like, well, if you read it, you can do the math. Yeah, you're right. We can do the math. I have done the math. But the problem is this. It's not our job as a reader to do the math and to come up with our own opinion about it. It's the reporter's job to give you the information, which Aaron Rift did so. Let's see, there's one, two, three, four, there's five lines in this, right? Five paragraphs. The first four gives you information. They are factual. The fifth one is an editorial. In a way. It's a factual statement. But it buries the lead. What's up, Blade? How's it going, man? Thank you for joining us tonight. My problem is with the news reporting. My problem is not with the ratings. My problem is not with what product is better than the other product. I I couldn't care less what product is better than the other product. Because... I just, I'm a wrestling junkie. I'm going to watch wrestling no matter what. Even if it's a shit product, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it to a degree. I'll, I'll keep the tabs on it. I'm not just going to throw it in the trash. I'll keep tabs on it. And like I said before, I watch AEW every week. I watch NXT every week. There are things about both shows that I like. There's things about both shows that I do not like. This is framing, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we call in journalism framing. Aaron Rift, the gatekeeper of No DQ, who makes the decisions on what makes it on his news board and what doesn't make it on his news board, chose to throw the line in there that NXT has declined in viewership every week and he has decided to not mention directly that AEW has also has a decline of viewership every week. So I made a comment about that, which a lot of people have, have commented on that sense. Right? So I did, I did the, I, I just broke it down straight up. AEW ratings from the first week up until now, 1.4 million, 1.1 million, 1 million, 963,000 NXT. 891,000, 790,000, 712,000, 698,000. And then I did the math and I put that in there too. NXT has lost 193,000 viewers in four weeks. AEW has lost 437,000 viewers in four weeks. So then I, I, I begged the question to, to one Aaron Rift. I said... With your comment at the end, feel free to explain the choice behind the framing of your article. Are you taking that two-step flow of communication to heart? For those that, uh, that want to know what the two-step flow of communication is, it's pretty much two-step flow. One person gets information. They talk about the information. People under them get the information from that person who is called an opinion leader. 
And then based off of that information that that person has given them, they make their opinions based off of that. So it's two-step flow. One person gets it from the source. That's the first step. Second step is the people getting the, the information from the person that got it from the source. Those opinion leaders or all right, that's the official term, okay? Opinion leader. Today, people call them influencers, social influencers. That's the thing that people call them now. But the actual term, the industry term, is opinion leader. That's what Aaron Rift is. Aaron Rift is an opinion leader because there's people that go to his website. There's people that go to his YouTube stuff. There's people that tune into his product. And they base their opinions based off of what he likes, the, the stuff that he talks about. There's people out there that are probably watching this or listening to my podcast that do that too. I would be considered an opinion leader as well because I take a lot of stuff from the actual source. and I give my thoughts on that. There's people that may tune in and they don't, you don't have to necessarily agree with your opinion leader. Um, but as long as you're the one getting the inform- your secondhand information from that person and then you're basing your stuff off of them. That's what two-step flow of communication is. And Aaron Rift has a, has a large reach. NoDQ.com has a large reach. It has a gigantic reach. I remember back in the day, their um, Alexia rating was off the charts. And I'm sure with the advent of YouTube and social media and whatnot, it's grown even bigger. So somebody left a comment asking me what the percentages was. So I I did the math on it, did the percentage. In four weeks, NXT saw a 21.66% decrease in viewership, whereas AEW has seen a 31.21% decrease in viewership. Well, Aaron Riff decided to make a comment. Aaron Riff decided to make a comment, and his comment is, quote, I'm out to get WWE apparently, end quote. And somebody replied back to him saying, Aaron, you've been biased towards AEW since you started the site like 15, 20 years ago, at which he put an animated gif on there with the chicken laughing. And then somebody replied back saying, I guess none of these guys understand basic math and can't do 1.4, I mean 1.14 million minus 963, which is funny because I actually did that math in my first post. But that's that's it right there, man. And here's another uh, thing, too. Um, like I said before, guys, I watch both shows. This isn't about... My rant isn't about if this show is better than that show or if that show is better than this show or anything like that, okay? I'm not here to take sides. I watch AEW. I watch NXT. I enjoy both. And both also have parts that irk me at times. And my point is that when you're reporting news, don't frame it. Be fair. Stop framing. Stop gatekeeping. Don't pander to the two-step flow of communication. That's that's my thing right there, man. That's 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 my thing. And another thing too. That, that kind of gets me. Somebody made a comment talking about, oh, uh, you know, somebody is getting their, uh, 
somebody's getting their their TV ratings degree and all that kind of bull crap, right? Just trying to downplay what everyone else is saying or or anything like that. And I think that's that's horseshit as well. And Blade in the chat says uh, NWA beats them all. <laughs> I NWA Power is a great show. I'm going to get into that in a little bit too. Um, but going real quick, and I'm, then I'll wrap this up about this. I've got no problem with uh, with AEW. I've got no problem with NXT. I got no problem with the ratings. I got no problem with the products that they put out there. Um, somebody talking about TV ratings degree and all that kind of stuff. So I got three things to say to that. One, there's no such thing as a TV ratings degree. Unless you're talking about statistics, then that's a whole different thing. And second, my argument's not about the ratings themselves. It's about news reporting. And third, to actually answer your question, I earned my bachelor's degree in mass communications, which is mass media, including journalism, film, public relations, all that stuff. I, I earned that from the uh, California State University of San Bernardino. That's where I earned my degree from. Hope that answers your question. There's another thing too, real quick, that I wanted to throw out there. I think I have, I think I posted this on Facebook. My thoughts on this. Let me let me pull this up because it, it, there's something I wanted to address. I think, uh, yeah, because there was some people that that made comments um, on my Facebook post about that too. Um, I'll read those for you guys. Uh, William Gamble says. Um, I look at it as we all win because there are two shows to watch on Wednesday night. Watch one and DVR the other. Well, you don't even really have to do that. You can, you can DVR both. You can have both playing at the same time. You can do whatever you want. You can watch one, you DVR the other. There's many options. Uh, 2019 is very, very uh, generous to us wrestling fans compared to those that grew up in the Monday Night War that didn't have the technology like say a TiVo or anything like that, where we would actually have to tune in to both live and there was no other choice. Um, Luke Fletcher Copeman, uh, who those of you know as LT dangerously on, uh, on new legacy. He made a comment as well. And he says, I reckon they'll probably level out soonish. Uh, I don't foresee there being masses of differences between them. Once the regular viewers are in the routine. And my comment back to both of them, a generalized statement, was that I get what you're both saying, but my gripe isn't with viewership. It's not with promotion or anything like that. It's with how things are being handled on these news websites. Folks are cosplaying as news reporters, not knowing what the hell they're doing. Uh, Ron R. Lewis commented on it, too. Ron R. Lewis had this to say. That also doesn't take into account the amount of views that NXT gets on the WWE Network. And honestly, I hate this whole framing of war. It's not even close to the same thing. At which I replied back to Ron R. Lewis. I said, absolutely, I'm 100% with you on that. So that's my thoughts on that, man. That's my thoughts on that. Um, if you have your thoughts on that, if you want to want to come in and, and talk to me about that, uh, live right here on World Wrestling Radio... You could do so. Um, just, uh, you know, join me on Discord. Go to the caller waiting room. I'll pull you into the uh, the discussion. And we could talk about professional wrestling because that's what the name of the game is. All right. Now, going back to the actual AEW, um, thoughts on production, stuff like that. Love the color splashes. 
love the the pyro, love the camera angles. The commentary is good. Oh God, I tell you this, man. Hearing Tony Schiavone on commentary, <sighs> bring back so many memories to hear. And he has not missed a beat. Like you could tell with Jr. There's like, especially at the beginning, there was a little something missing. He's slowly getting it back. Don't get me wrong. I love Jr. Man, I, I freaking love him. I still I I take his, the advice that he gave me at Cauliflower Alley a few years back. I I took to heart. And uh, especially now with a lot of my stuff back then, when he first gave me the, the, that advice, have fun with it. I, I didn't know exactly what he meant by it. And I was very uptight with a lot of stuff, but lately I've been having a lot more fun with the stuff that I do. And J- JR Jim Ross, sir, thank you so much for that advice. I highly doubt you're going to watch this, but I just want to say that publicly. Thank you, JR for that advice. But uh, man, JR in commentary, he's getting it Excalibur thrown into the mix because Excalibur, uh, he came up with a lot of these guys that we're seeing on the AEW TV. So he has that that personal connection with a lot of these characters. So he could throw in the details and the history about these characters that like a JR and a Tony Schiavone wouldn't know unless they actually like took the time out to do the research. Which, of course, all broadcasters should do that. And they do do that. But Excalibur is really cool because he fits that in there. And he's a younger dude. I'm not digging the whole fucking wearing a mask doing commentary thing, but that's just beside the point. That's just that's a nitpicking thing for me. Um, I've got no problem with his commentary. I think he adds a whole good flavor to it. And I'm not and I'm the kind of guy that I'm not really big on three man commentary, but I think the three of them are are gelling well together. Tony Tony Schiavone's in commentary again, man. Um, to listen to him on on MLW and and now AEW, like especially on TNT, like. To hear that voice, even just utter the letters TNT, just ah, it's good stuff, man. Um, I'm I'm digging a lot of the presentation from AEW. I, I think they, especially from a presentation standpoint, I think AEW has got one hell of a product. I really do. Um, you know, if I took the time out to like break down in detail a lot of the stuff about their production, I, I could I could find things to nitpick. But in a generalized statement, I can tell you that um, they've got their stuff down. It's it's good stuff. As far as like the roster goes, some of the standouts, all that kind of stuff. Uh, MJF is a wonderful character. Um, I love watching him in uh, MLW. Love watching what he's doing in AEW. Um, I'm kind of digging Adam Page. I was not really familiar with him until you know, you know, until All In and all that stuff, and and. And we started coming around. So this is like my first forte to like jumping into knowing what he's about. I dig the look. Um, I dig what he's about. Uh, I think he can go in the ring. I think Adam Page has got a bright future as MJF does. Um, and, and I know a lot of people out there that have followed uh, my projects over the years know that I'm, I'm, I was very, very critical over a lot of the stuff that the, like the Young Bucks would put out there, right? But I really like the Private Party Young Bucks match. Um, I've been slowly, slowly uh, getting into uh, a lot of the Young Bucks stuff. I think Private Party has got a great future as well. A lot of the tag, the tag team division in AEW is on fire. It is a very, very good division that's getting a lot of uh, TV time. It's getting a lot of attention, and rightfully so. Tag team wrestling is is very fun to watch, um, and they're. They're doing tag team wrestling a great service with AEW, so that's something that I'd 
I want to throw out there as well. Uh, AAW's got a pay-per-view coming up on uh, November 9th from Baltimore, Maryland at the Royal Farms Arena. AEW Full Gear. They got four matches officially uh, announced for it. There's going to be a tag team match. It's going to be Santana and Ortiz taking on the Young Bucks. Uh, Also going to see Adam Page versus Pac. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. And for the AEW Championship, Chris Jericho will defend against Cody. And that should be very interesting pay-per-view. Um, I will definitely tune in if I'm able to. Looking forward to it. It should be some good stuff. Yeah. So anyway, so those, those that's my thoughts on AEW so far. It's my thoughts about the whole ratings thing. And again, just real brief, just to kind of recap that whole thing. I'm not taking sides here. I'm not trying to take sides at AEW or NXT. I like and dislike things from both promotions equally. Um, I think uh, I think they're two vastly different products. Uh, so I don't think it would be fair. Neither one is trying to be the other. You know, back then when WCW started Nitro and stuff like that, and Eric Bischoff would always be like, I'm going to do everything opposite of what WWE is trying to do. And he did do that. But after a while, both promotions were pretty much looked at as a very identical product competing against each other. Uh, AEW and NXT, I think, is, is they are two separate products. They, they really are. They are two separate products. Uh, neither one is trying to be the other one. And as long as both of them continue that, I think we'll be okay. My problem, my issue was with the news reporting. It's not with the promotions. It's not with the wrestlers. It's not with any of that stuff. It's it's with it's with the outlets. And I know it looks like that I'm I'm jumping completely on Aaron Rift and ODQ.com, and I apologize for that. Aaron is a good friend of mine. Um, I used him as an example. Am I? Do I have personal heat with him for that? I don't have heat with him. He may have heat with me for going off on the whole thing. But Aaron, if you're watching or you're listening, bro, um, it's nothing personal against you. It's more of it's 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 not the player. It's the game. Uh, I don't even know if you actually wrote that or not. I don't know if you copied and pasted that from someone else. I, I don't know. Um, I would like I should, I'm gonna shoot shoot Aaron a text. I'm gonna ask him that. Uh, I probably should have done that beforehand. I probably should have done that because so, I don't know that now. But anyway, I, I know like a lot of other media outlets, they've done that, though. They've, they've really made things appear one-sided. It's just not, it's just not fair. It's framing, it's gatekeeping, and, and I'm, not, I'm not with that. And to answer somebody's question of, like, where do I get my degree from, I, I got a bachelor's degree from communications, mass media, which includes journalism, from the California State University, um, San Bernardino. Okay, so somebody actually just made a new comment now on my thing saying if you look at NXT from nine eighteen to now, their viewership has gone down forty one percent. I understand that, and that may be true. However, my I never once stated anything about from September eighteenth. I said in the past four weeks in my defense. In the past four weeks. Okay, because that's when the two have been going head to head with each other. It wouldn't be fair to include the two weeks that NXT went up unopposed because I believe those first two weeks were also the first hour was on USA and the second hour 
was on the network. So that was broken up. Now, if you got those numbers and combined them, that would be fair because you combined AEW's ratings from TNT and True TV the one night they were on both networks. Now we're getting into a whole more complex issue here. So that's why I kept it very simple by by time framing everything into the past four weeks. Not from the very beginning. But I, if that person, what was his name? If that person's watching or listening to this, Travis Thompson, if you're watching or listening to this, I invite you to come on to World Wrestling Radio anytime. Let's talk about this. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. And like I said before, it's not about the numbers. I'm, 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 I'm talking about how it's being reported. That's my gripe. That's my issue. If you're gonna if you're gonna talk about one product declining and the other product is also declining, maybe it's fair, and maybe you should fucking write about how they are both goddamn declining, which Aaron did in those first four paragraphs. But the third, I mean, the fifth paragraph made a, a, a statement about only one of them. It was a direct statement to let you know that one particular brand was declining. Well, given the impression that the other one wasn't, and that's not the case. So again, one final time, it's not about the numbers. It's about how it's being reported. That's my problem. Got a couple minutes left here. Um, some news, some, some various miscellaneous news. Joey Ryan has signed a multi-year deal with Impact Wrestling. And Jake Atlas, a SoCal talent, has signed with the WWE. Um, also, I wanted to give my quick thoughts on NWA Power. Um, I really like Power. It stands out. A studio show, right? Very old school, very slow-paced uh, wrestling show. Um, it's not even... It's it, it doesn't even really come across like it's like being trying to be like a mock of what they did back in the 80s. In the NWA, it's it's that formula of television production with today's action, which is a nice blend. And because of because of WWE, NXT, AEW, MLW, and a lot of that stuff, to see a show like NWA Power being the way that it's done really stands out because no one else is doing that. So that's a huge plus on their side. They got great action. The characters are able to get themselves over. By talking on the microphone instead of having video packages and all that stuff. It's a very old school build to the characters. I really like that. And in that kind of environment, it's it's a sink or swim thing. Because if you have a video to make you look good, the video made you look good. You didn't make yourself look good. It's kind of like when people send highlight reels to companies to try to get signed or to get booked, right? If I was a booker and you sent me a highlight reel... I'm going to reply back and be like, can you send me a unedited full match? Because I want to know what you do at a show. The moment you walk out of the curtain to the moment that you walk back through the curtain backstage, I want to know how you react to the crowd. I want to know how the crowd reacts to you. I want to know what you do in a situation. If you forget your spot, I want to see that a highlight reel is only going to tell me everything that you do, right? It will never tell me anything that you've done wrong. It will never tell you any of that stuff. So 
with a show like NWA Power, like I said, it's a sink or swim feel. Um, and, and that's something I think professional wrestling needs right now. So NWA Power, I know the, the, the viewership on YouTube has been going up. That's a, that's a great thing. I absolutely love that. Also want to let everybody else out there know, too, uh, Major League Wrestling has their first pay-per-view coming up on November 9th from uh, Cicero. And that's uh, in Illinois, Chicago, pretty much, right? Cicero Stadium. Uh, it's going to be November 2nd. It's called Super Fight. And uh, the matches they got listed for that, the MLW National Openweight Championship, Alexander Hammerstone, the champion, will defend against Davey Boy Smith Jr., we got Tom Lawler taking on Timothy Thatcher, which, ooh, man, that's going to be a great technician of a match, te- technical match. The MLW World Middleweight Championship, Teddy Hart defends against Austin Aries. Uh, we got the MLW World Heavyweight Championship match. Jacob Fatu defends against L.A. Park with Selena De La Renta in his corner, which I don't know how that match is going to take place now. I heard that there's some some incident that happened with L.A. Park in Mexico. Uh, I I need to look into that, but I, I I saw somebody post on Facebook the other day about something happened down down south with L.A. Park, so I'm I'm hoping he's okay. We got a Texas Tornado match for the MLW World Tag Team Championship. The Dynasty, uh, MJF and Richard Holiday defend against the Von Erichs, Marshall and Ross. We got six man tag team match. Injustice, uh, Jordan Oliver, uh, Cotto Brazil. And Myron Reed taking on Gringo Loco, Puma King, and Septimo Dragon. And a Stairway to Hell match. Uh, Jimmy Havoc takes on Mance Warner. Again, MLW Saturday Night Super Fight takes place on pay-per-view November 2nd. Wow. We just got through a big hour of wrestling talk wrestling discussion man AEW ratings WWE 2K20 MLW stars signing to WWE and Impact NWA Power a lot of stuff man a lot of stuff um, I want to thank everybody out there for tuning in to World Wrestling Radio this week the return uh, much appreciated for those that are listening on archive on Spotify iTunes or uh, oh, man old school here it's not iTunes anymore Anybody listening out there on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or uh, TuneIn Radio, don't forget, this show's live every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash ringscoopsguy, or go to ringscoops.com for more info on that. And we'd take your calls. Nobody decided they wanted to call in tonight, and that's cool. Um, you know, It's always open. Phone lines are always open. Anybody wants to call in on Discord. More than welcome to join the show. Talk about wrestling. Uh, quick plugs and shout-outs real quick. Uh, shout-outs to Grub Truckers. Shout-out to New Legacy, Inc. Shout-out to my boy Blade, who joined us here in the chat. Blade's been uh, Blade's had a tough week this week. So, you know, if anybody out there, give, give a lot of thoughts and prayers and, and best wishes to my buddy Blade, man. You're my boy, Blade. You're my boy, man. You're my boy. Um, shout out to the DA, DA, yeah, yeah, the original Bad Luck Brian, and of course, a shout out to the very lovely, my girlfriend, Crystal, Miss Quisto, as I call her, 
Crystal, love you. Um, we saw Rambo earlier today. I mentioned that earlier, right? But that was a good movie. Really, really good movie. But yeah, yeah, that's about it. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, shit, man, before I head out. Uh, I'm going to Vegas this this Sunday. I'm going to Vegas uh, from Sunday to Thursday. My boy Blade, he's out there in Vegas. I'm going to try to hook up with him and, and, and hang out and do some cool stuff. Um, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. Uh, expect to see a lot of IRL streaming from me. So don't forget, twitch.tv slash ringscoopsguy. I've got my new selfie stick. For those that are watching the actual video feed here on Twitch, let me, let me hold this up. This this new selfie stick is, is amazing, man. It's got a little mirror on it, right? Fold this up, right? Selfie stick. It extends, of course. I'm not going to send it right now. But, like, you can move this thing. You can, you can turn that so you can hold the phone in any, any way, landscape or portrait mode, right? But here's what I like the best about this. It has a tripod on it. So the selfie stick can turn into an actual tripod. And it's also got this nifty little thing that I can pull off here, this little tiny control for Bluetooth. So I can uh I don't have to actually you know hit the hit the button on on the uh selfie stick itself. I can actually pull the button off and like hold it in one hand, hold the selfie stick with one hand and the other button in the other one and just hit that button and do stuff and it can record, it can take selfies and all that stuff. So I'm gonna be using that in Vegas. Going up and down the strip. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to make me so good. So good. What was the name of that movie? Halle Berry and uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Monster's Ball. Yeah, yeah. Make you feel so good. You make me feel so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so yeah, that's about uh, that's it for this this show. Um, we, yeah, you know what? I've never actually like done this before. We're gonna raid another channel. We're gonna raid my buddy D of Grub Truckers. Yeah, we're gonna raid D. So stick around for the raid, please. This is my first raid I've ever done before, so please stick around to that. Give D a lot of love from the Ring Scoops guy. Let him know that I sent you. Of course, he'll get the notification. But yeah, right on, right on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, I am Webmaster Wade. And this is World Wrestling Radio. Thank you for tuning in. And be cool. <laughs>